he's in, it's it's very he's very scary. Yeah. So anyway, we've talked right. we've talked to Cody about Levis though. Well, Guys, ho- hopefully my internet holds up. I just froze out twice big time and I haven't done that for months. Dan, Dan's blaming the the early beers. He's blaming the internet already for the early beer. Oh my god! I, our, our internet was out for like twelve hours yesterday. Internet, cable, everything got to, got out. too warm in Minnesota. Dan, same yeah, as up here. That's that's pretty much what it was. But that's what it was. And we that still is, managed to get our picks in, Dan. Yes, yes, we did. Guys, we got a big one tonight. We got to get into it, guys. If you're Wait, watching, are we right live? Now, we're live. We're live. We're live. What? We're live in the district. We're live, live in the district. Oh my! This and you guys great. know how we do it in the district. We bring in the the biggest guests. We bring you winning content, and tonight is no difference. We have a special, special episode for you. We have a huge announcement, and we've got an even huger guest back in the district. We've got the Podfather, Mind the Mansion, the Mind Behind Player Profiler. Guys, we got so much to get to. Let's just get boom to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? Welcome back to the district. Like I said, we have a monster show tonight. You see him on the screen. We've got a monster guest. Guys, I mean, Dan, we've been doing this. Uh, this was what? Little Pod 2018. Tonight we got some big news. But first, 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 let's back it up. Let's roll in our guests. Let's get the red carpet out. This man is here to share his must-draft flag-planting players from this year's rookie draft. Like I said, guys, mind the mansion, the podfather, Matt Kelly. Welcome back to the d- district, brother. Oh, always a pleasure, boys. Always a pleasure. JD, I- I've met Dan in person. Theo and I are now uh, really good friends. And you and I are going to hang, bud. If you're, you're going to be in Kansas uh, City at all, we're going to be in Kansas FFPC, City. FFPC live drafts, September. He, he's, he's coming out. We're, we're forcing him to come out in good. September. Good. We, we, did, we took him. down the pros versus Joe's uh, main event entry, so I have to go. I mean, Woo! Yeah. We got a free we got a free entry. The Go, go District ran pure last year. We, we took it to everybody, including you, Chad Schrader. Uh, and we're coming back after everybody uh, this year again in the pros versus Joe's. We're going we're gonna to repeat. So, J.D., uh, that's going to be a blast uh, when Vegas this year drafting that main event. The full, full crew will be there. 
it's going to be a blast, man. And, you know, we've got a nice little following. I got to say, I'm fresh off of vacation. Dan is fresh off of a Twins game today. And you, Dan, and Scott Connor are fresh off of our biggest show on this channel. You guys crushed it last week. Our most views by far on the GOAT District channel. Guys, if you haven't watched that episode, I guarantee you your league mates have. So Dan, Theo sat down with... I mean, mastermind of Dynasty right now, Mr. Scott Connor, talking about pivot trades, the 101s, the 102s, everything you need to know about rookie drafts, the rookies in this class. And we're going to dive in that tonight. But first, Theo, we have, and Dan and Matt, we have some really big news. You guys that follow us and that have followed us for years now, you know what we bring you. You know what we represent. We, we've got the FFPC at Partners because we believe in it. Dan and I, for those who don't know, we met through the FFPC. Theo, Andrew, we all met through the FFPC. We believe in the product. We believe in what they offer. And it's no different, guys, with Player Profiler. I'll say it. I, I tell anyone. The, the site that's on my web browser the most is definitely the PP. Whether I'm looking up stats, looking whatever it is that I need to do, pulling up reports, it's on there. And, I mean, Theo, what better way today to do this than with the man himself no so it was it was awesome uh to get to have matt on the show tonight uh we're happy to announce that goat district is going to be one of the podcast partners with player profiler it's something really excited that we're doing exciting that we're doing this year at player profiler we're bringing in some fantastic podcasts we're going to get a chance to be on the player profiler youtube pa uh, page once a week uh and then we're going to do some really awesome things i have Everybody from the GOAT District is participating in the world-famous draft kit this year, uh, which is exciting. Um, and it's we're going to be doing a lot of really exciting things here. Um, it's it's awesome for me because I get to you know podcast with you guys, uh, and I'm also podcasting with Matt. I'm podcasting with Billy Muzio, um, and it's everything's coming together. But it's a very exciting for the GOAT District, um, and it's exciting what we're doing at Player Profiler uh, with these partner podcasts. Uh, Matt, anything you want to share about the the podcast partnerships? Yeah, it's it's been really cool to see how we've developed over many years. You know, a podcast platform that is now very popular, and we we've, we've fine tuned the delivery process uh, for podcasts, the marketing, the promotion process of, of podcasts, and, and the listenership is incredibly strong. And when we see that there are particular podcasts that are independent, that could somehow use our technology or use our resources in any way. Uh, we've started to reach out. Billy and Theo have really spearheaded that initiative because they're like, listen, we, we, we know five to 10 podcasts that we could help uh, in a couple different areas. Potentially, we reach out to them. And then so far, it, every, everyone we've reached out to say, hey, can we help your podcast at all? Can we help to elevate it in some way? Let's talk. Boom. We can do something together. It's been great. So I, I'm really, really happy. I think that there, there, it, it really is a missing piece. There's, there, I know that there is a web of high-quality independent podcasts like the Goat District that are out there, uh, and we're trying to find ways that people can discover them more easily and find linkages between these podcasts, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, and to me, it's a no-brainer. And uh, we have some advertising partners that will help uh, – to fund some of the initiatives with, uh, that the, that these various podcast partners are trying to do, whether it's getting more guests, upgrading the production, whatever the, whatever we, we, we can do uh, 
fantasy football podcast it was one of the original podcasts i mean the we go way back i mean so fantasy true. footballers are the og of yes fantasy podcasting uh i remember uh doing the first podcast on football diehards with uh bob harris like in 2015 right even before that i was doing a podcast on blog talk radio uh, the roto baller guys uh met I mean, a decade, right? A lot of people are like, oh, wow, podcasts, they're, 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 they're a cool new thing. And some of, some of us in fantasy football are like, we were the originals. I mean, it was like Joe Rogan and a couple people had podcasts, so and like a lot where they were fantasy football people. So uh, it, just, it just makes sense that uh, we, we can uh, help each other any way we can. And the GOAT District really was one of the reasons why you know, we work so closely now with Theo in that the work that he's done with you all with the goat district, that's part of the reason why he's now head of podcasting at player profiler. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be doing more mock drafts. We're going to be doing more like celebrity drafting. We're going to have a whole bunch of people together, get, getting in draft rooms, you know, people like Scott Connor and others, like you talked about, um, and, and you guys and meeting up in Vegas, doing more events, so we're going to be in Kansas City with like what 13 people in a we got an Airbnb we got Theo a, a credential he's now a, he's now a full-blown <laughs> NFL media member yes That's see it, how guys. quickly this is the goat district you That's see this legit. the goat district representing at the Super Bowl or the draft sure, That's what we're talking about here baby Matt, Matt, I, when when this whole thing kind of started being presented, uh, there there's one name that came to mind, and I know Theo said that you maybe mentioned this. Uh, it's Voltron, baby, Voltron. Yes, you know, like just the parts coming together. You know, in the beginning when they're all flying up, and you've got the green, the red, the blue, one, the two arms, the feet, and they just create this huge monster. And I know you already created the monster, and the monster is already being created. But we're we're definitely proud of uh, being a, a member of that 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 Voltron now and and look man we're gonna have a lot of fun like uh like you said and we're gonna put out some serious content yeah, yeah you with, guys with, are you guys are very popular and uh yeah there, there's just a handful of of the the best independent podcasts that are out there in fantasy this is certainly one of them because the the people that are super uh serious about fantasy or that want sophisticated content Typically, they play in Dynasty, but typically they play high stakes. And you've got Dan Williamson, and you've got JD, and you've got Theo on one show. It's like, yes. Yes, please. No, yeah, and, 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 and without a doubt, I mean, you know, the way that you've integrated Theo into those podcasts has been fantastic. And I especially like the fact, Matt, that like the last podcast or two you've put a couple double moves on him and <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i'm so glad you brought that up i was gonna bring that up yes I, you, you, you just you, you know you're talking about Brees hall and you know you're like theo what do you think and then you know theo lays it out there and, and all of a sudden you know the podfather's putting the double moves on and breaking free and you know running for the end zone and all it takes is just that you know that one good pass so <laughs> it's, I, I, it's appreciate that the 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 Brees Hall, I will I will remain optimistic, and Matt will be grounded and realistic. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We're we're both, we both are conservative place. Exactly right. We got a reputation of me being a wild man, but when it comes to things like dynasty rankings, 
we're proudly conservative. And we've had a number of big time uh, rookie shows, you know, getting ready for this 2023 class in the GOAT district. Matt, maybe you could share a couple of you've had some just tremendous guests recently on Mind of Mansion, uh, you know, that maybe the Danny Kelly show, Rich Rebar today. Uh, you know, those are some shows that are have a lot of weight right now for people trying to get ready for their rookie drafts. Maybe you could talk a little bit about those. Yeah, Jordan McNamara yes. from Football Guys. I mean, we we we, we talked about Scott Connor earlier. These have been the guys we're talking to, you know, and then after the draft, we'll talk to uh, Matt Friedman from Fantasy Pros and we'll talk to JJ Zacharyson. We're going to we're going to talk to we, I, I have a, a basically a roster of guys that I, I, I that I know will deliver and then guys that are aspirational guys I've always wanted to have on like Jordan McNamara and uh, for, very fortunate. Right. We're very fortunate that uh, you know, the, the one thing about that I will say about you know, uh, being uh, someone who has done podcasts that have gotten attention that wasn't always positive, right? One of the benefits is it's how you use it, right? So if you get people's attention in some way, right, uh, and you know the and in your uh, uh, you know all publicity is not always good publicity. Like so that I actually disagree with that, uh, but as long as you use that publicity to bring and deliver good content in the long run, and deliver for the audience so they trust you, right? Okay, hey, this guy was doing some crazy shit that I had to tune into because he was interviewing this guy from Reddit and it was a total shit show, right? But then I kept subscribed to the podcast, and as it turns out, the next five guests were fucking awesome. Then. This this guy's legit. This guy delivers, but you gotta deliver. You can't just do a show that you know where, where people are talking because you're you're beefing with this other podcast host. That's like a microwaved way to, to create an audience. You actually have to feed them steak and potatoes, mostly, right? And so that's what we do. You've you've done that, man. That's a, the way you just described it is exactly what you've done. Is is you know I'm sure there's a point anyone listening right now when they first started listening to we're kind of like, do I like this guy or do I not? But I'm intrigued and I'm going to keep listening. And like you said, the pull, once that, once you got them in, you, you kept them there and look, we're, we're, we're some of those guys. So we're pumped to, about this partnership and, and all of this. I think we lost Theo. <laughs> Theo's so excited. His internet's going wonkers. Uh, he, he's upgraded everything in, in his studio, except for the connection, Dan. So <laughs> is oh there God. anything if else? This uh, happened to him during the Sonic Truth podcast. I would <laughs> no, be so furious. I would he would never hear the end of it. You you pay her, you pay him the bigger bucks, man. So you know that, that might right. be, that might be why. <laughs> I, I I gotta say though, Matt, one of the one of the things that uh, you know we we really got onto early was just trying to find the best guests possible. And that was that yeah. was one of the things that uh, you know you've been doing for years. And it's it's so so important for podcasts to just you know find the best people. I mean, you had Chad Schroeder on before anybody knew who he was, really, other than people who were in high stakes. I mean, you know, those well, of I us had in high stakes, we, we we knew who he was, but I mean, you brought him to the masses, and and that's huge. And that's you know that's one of the things that we need to be doing as podcasts. I remember where I was for that. I was in Arizona on a family vacation. And it was scheduled and I was like, wait a second, I have this show. I, so I had to bring my microphone. I had to pack up this 
this blue Yeti microphone. I remember I had to like figure out my laptop and how I could keep it plugged in and, the, and not have the, the laptop <laughs> die on me. This was this was many years ago. Now it's a lot easier for people uh, to do mobile podcasting. But I was like, I, this is a big deal. Right to to have Chad Schroeder and I don't I don't I don't know if he'll reschedule like I I got to do this like I got to do this on this dining room table at this Airbnb where I'm going to make this freaking thing happen this guy's this guy's awesome yeah so I have some guys like R C Fisher comes on yeah. you know, he doesn't do a lot of podcasts so I'm I'm very proud to have people that don't are necessarily have huge like social media followings or a big public uh, profiles that are good at evaluating or good at playing fantasy football. Uh, and then you just have guys that are just total studs, like the guy I had on today, Rich Rebar. I mean, he's just a stud across the board. So, Well, guys, let's uh, – Theo, I know we lost you for a bit. Matt, yeah. was, Matt was actually giving uh, a really nice description, just kind of uh, a bit of his path uh, with with his pod and, and kind of how we both – nurture uh you know bringing in really big guests and trying to to present some of the best players the best analysts to our audience and you know now we get to do that together so let's why don't we uh, get into it guys uh we're talking rookies you know we've got some some really good topics theo i'll yeah. get you just to, to start off maybe start on the macro level with matt and then we'll narrow it down uh, as we get towards the end there well matt we've talked about this for weeks but on the sonic truth podcast what's your general sense of this class like as a whole, how do you compare it to the last few years and how excited are you about the class? I think that this class was a big trick and that if you were chasing the first round picks in this class, that you were, uh, you know, feeling pretty suckered. Uh, a lot of people uh, that uh, you're just as a matter of principle that like to trade first round picks when they feel like the, the value is getting a little heated, a little hot, right? Getting steamed up as a matter of principle, you just trade them. Right. And so a lot of those people don't have 2023 firsts because they they were getting steamed up pretty heavy. Um, now they're very happy. They're very happy because the, the floor is really fallen out of the. Uh, the building here, especially with the wide receivers, the wide receiver mm -hmm. depth is really the, the what bolsters a class. Right. When you can get Justin Jefferson at the 201. Right. Justin Jefferson, remember, he was a stud prospect in his own right. Right. He just happened to fall to the 201 because there were all these other stud receivers in that class. And then the class after that. Right. So it was like two classes in a row where we had we were getting superstars. You were having you were having like. Uh, really impressive college quarterbacks, top 15 picks that were falling to the end of the first round in Superflex, in Superflex, right? Think of where Zach Wilson and Mac Jones were going. They were going at the end of the first round, and these, these are very strong drafts, right? 2020 was incredible, mm -hmm. right? This isn't that. It just isn't that, and that's partly because, like, we thought Quinton Johnston was going to be more athletic, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why. Like, the, the depth has really been hollowed out of this class, so if you have the 104 through the 112 in single running back or single quarterback, single running back, one quarterback leagues, it's not great, right? You're not feeling great about it. Um, that said, I think that the depth is still good. 
right? I still think the depth, especially because the running back position is so deep. I still there's going to be a bunch of guys that break out in round two, round three. We can talk about a bunch of these sleeper receivers that I think are are interesting, and some of these sleeper running backs that are interesting. So I think if you could go back in time, if you had a time machine to go back, say six months or a year, you'd probably be trading your first rounder, right? Because he, now the the, the the game is up, right? The game is up. If you have a, the one oh eight, like you know, it's you're you're stuck. Probably could have got more for it months ago, unfortunately. Uh, but I think these second and third round picks are always valuable. We we're talking to, on on the Sonic Truth show, man. I always, as a matter of principle, just try to just try to claw third rounders. I'm, cl- I'm clawing in third rounders. And I was talking to Rich Rebar on my show today, and he mentioned a bunch of receivers he thinks you can get in the third round, and and he, you didn't have to squint too hard to really like them. So I think that's where the strength of this class is. It's the end of the second round. It's the beginning of the third round. And then Theo also likes a bunch of the tight ends in this class, too. It's a very strong tight end class. Like, what you want to do is you want to cater to the strengths of, of the class, right? So this class is very strong with, like, flanker Z receivers. So try to get one of the best of the Z receivers in the class. I think that it's like a guy like Trey Palmer could be one of those guys. He's the fastest, right? And he has a really interesting profile uh, with, with special teams. And the, the, after the transfer, he, he really broke out big time, and he, and he did well at the Senior Bowl. So there, there's a nice pocket of players, probably from the pick 15 to pick 30, is a nice pocket. You got a bunch of tight ends in there. You get a bunch of wide receivers in there, and a handful of running backs in there that I think uh, are are going to deliver. And we'll look back and say, oh yeah, that was a nice value. Oh, that was a nice value. Oh, that was a nice value. Uh, but uh, it's it's a bummer, man. We had a couple of years in a row where we had nice deep draft classes. Some where they had, you were you were getting at least three good quarterbacks in these classes, and uh, this year uh, not so much, not so much. But it's not like oh oh it's always fake. Oh, always sell the hype on these draft picks. No, we're coming off multiple years of great drafts, super deep drafts. So it's like we're 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 due for a shallow draft anyway. One player who we talked a little bit about in the pre-show, we've talked about for weeks on the Goat District and the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast that could elevate this class with the right landing spot is Jameer Gibbs. You have some serious uh, concerns about him, Matt. Maybe you could kind of elaborate on that. Dan's also shared a number of these concerns in the Goat District. Dan, I mean, you could share your thoughts after, Matt. Yeah, th- there's no there's no debate about Gibbs versus JSN. I remember those debates, and I was just like, you know, waving a hand, like, get out of here, get. Out. What are you doing? What are we doing here? Like, we have a gift. We have at least one guy that's a no doubter in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Why are you trying to put him next to a satellite back who has some concerns from his college profile? It's not just the pure weight concerns it's the inside run efficiency concerns it's the snap share it's the opportunity share in the red zone it's all these these were concerns in college this was not a player that was used in a proper workhorse role and it's not me running these teams if it were me i would want jameer gibbs all my all my running backs would be 200 or less and super fast and explosive 
But we know so many of these coaches, they are allergic to 200-pound running backs in major roles unless these guys are insane. You know how insane Austin Eckler is? You know how insane Christian McCaffrey is? Those guys are insane. One guy was a top 10 pick in the draft. The other guy was undrafted, and he's just a psychopath. So, yes, there's going to be an undrafted psychopath and a top 10 pick psychopath at 200 pounds. You're chasing that? You're chasing that with, like, an Alabama resume? Like, that doesn't strike me as a good idea, right? We have a lot. We have a a very, uh, you know, inconsistent track record from Alabama running backs, right? The last Alabama running back that had this kind of profile that got steamed up in the second round, you know who he was? Remember his name? Kenyon Drake. I'm not saying he's Kenyon Drake. I'm saying this is something to be aware of. I don't know what Gibbs' snap share would have been if Derrick Henry was on Alabama, right? We have no idea. But the idea that you would even, like, debate the top wide receiver in the class, the clear and, like, true top receiver in this class with a guy that's 200 pounds and has some workload question marks, to me, is crazy. I think that for for me with Gibbs, we hate to get to landing spot specific, but if Gibbs lands with a pocket passer that targets the running back and potentially a offensive coordinator that views him more than a committee, I think he could really take off. I just think that it's it's not a it's not a surefire outcome. But that's and part other... of the problem. That's yeah. part of the problem is because of his size, he's so landing spot right. dependable. Yeah. And you look at historically guys like Darren Sproul, Deion Lewis, G- Giovanni Bernard, Duke Johnson. Even if they do hit, like what? Sproles gave you what? Two top 10 seasons. Otherwise, what was he use? How useful was he? In you fantasy? know how good Darren Sproles was in college? Oh, God. He was way better than Gibbs. Darren Sproles was one of the best college running backs of all time. Do you understand that? Do you understand what we're saying, Theo? It, I, I understand. Uh, in, not, that's not even up for dispute. It's like Barry Sanders. He's like Darren in Sproles that was, world. That guy, was that As guy. a college running back? Dan, you had a you had a sicko comparison for for uh, Gibbs, uh, Mr. Naheem Hines. Maybe you could yes. go into that one. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what his floor is. Is you know he could be Naheem Hines. See, the thing is, if I've got the one hundred and two, I'm not I'm not looking for floor. I'm looking to I, I want to find that guy that's going to make the one hundred and one regret taking Bijan Robinson right. It, maybe that guy doesn't exist. You know, the, the odds are 50-50 at least that that guy doesn't exist. But at the 102, I want to take the guy who can make that Bijan Robinson drafter say, damn, I missed it. I missed it. I should have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, that's, for me, that's the guy. You know, if, if I can easy, if I can make the 101 Regrettis pick, it's going to be with JSN. So... That's the way I'm going because Gibbs, you know, you're you're searching so hard to find the the path for him to even be a decent fantasy RB for a couple of years, and you you know why do that? Just just go with the obvious, take JSN because he's the guy. He's the guy who might be able to get you to where the 101 was. How many landing spots in the deck can beat you? How many right. hands can beat you? 
I mean, if you if you're drafting JSN, very few. Yes. Theo. Right. No, JSN is as safe as it gets. We we have him very high up, not only in our rookie ranks at Player Profiler, but in the dynasty ranks overall. Uh, we very much believe in that profile. And uh, shout out to Scott Kobe in the uh, in the chat. Looking for a landing spot for JSN, I, I kind of think JSN is somewhat landing spot proof because his game really correlates to this to this modern NFL. You can he can win in the slot immediately. I think you can move him around the offense a little bit more than people give him credit to. I think as a ceiling for him is some offensive coordinator treating him like a Cooper Cup and targeting the hell out of him, you know, down after down after down. And we look up at the end of the year. And JSN has a couple of 150 target seasons in him, so I'm 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 pretty much landing spot averse with JSN. I'd rather not have him land on an offense with a a younger you know alpha. Like if Dallas moved up and grabbed a JSN, that would not be great. But pretty much besides that, I'm 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 landing spot averse for him. How about you, Matt? Is there a landing spot that you'd love to see for JSN? No, but there's plenty of places I don't want him to go. Yes, I mean, how about the entire teens? Okay, I don't want him in the teens. Like the teens is a nightmare. Have you seen the teens? The teens are choppy, but it's very are... bad. It's very bad. The Titans would be very bad. The Jets would not be good. The Patriots is bad. The Packers are bad. Washington is actually interesting because I think he is he's immediately the best receiver. Pittsburgh would be probably okay. But what, what about great. Houston if he's paired up with Bryce again? I think Houston's fine. Houston's at 12, though. If he goes that high, that would be great. But now they're talking about Houston trading up again, using that pick trade up from 12. So, yeah, so I skipped Houston because that's a fine landing spot for him. He's a great landing spot because that, that's he's a long-term asset. He's young. You'd love to see him land in Houston. They're going to upgrade the quarterback eventually. So it's like you're circling 12 and then – do you want him going to Tampa? Hell no. That's like they're gonna they're gonna be uh, like Tampa is a nightmare scenario because that is a uh, they're gonna be rebuilding begrudgingly, and you hate that, right? You hate that. I mean, if he makes it to twenty two, holy shit! Not if he 21? makes it to twenty two, twenty one? No. It, well, there is no twenty one. Yeah. Well, there's no 21. 20, 21 is the forfeited pick, but if 21 is a my... moron. 21 oh. is moronville. That's idiot. That's like that's like scumbag city. That's like the guy the, that's Stephen Ross, uh, you know, being one of the worst people. Uh, and, and, you know, thank th Stephen Ross wakes up every day thanking that thinking whatever being is out there that he thinks is 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 more important than him which doesn't exist probably that Dan Snyder exists that's that's what he does so the 22nd pick is the Los Angeles Chargers if Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to the Los Angeles Chargers swing holy shit right i mean Keenan Allen's yeah. 30 yeah. Right. We're a year out from Keenan Allen going somewhere else and it being like the Herbert two and Jigba show for another 10 years. It would be insane. Right. It so it's like we just got to dodge the teens and then we're in the money. This is where I can totally see people losing their mind, where Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison ends up somewhere really sweet.
some amazing landing spot and Jackson Smith and Jigba is somewhere not great. And then it's like, ugh, like I could totally see it. Minnesota has a glaring need, like the glaring need of glaring needs at number two wide receiver. And you go down the board, like uh, Brandon Cooks is a, is a rental and Gallup's gone. So it's a year, you're a year away in, in Dallas from having like, you know, you'd have, you'd have a sick pairing of whoever they draft. If they draft a wide receiver, Buffalo is desperate for a number two. That's not Gabriel Davis. I mean, this it's, I mean, Kansas, whoever makes the Kansas city, I mean, Kansas city goes Addison or Kansas city goes flowers. Oh, wow. That's exciting. So I think it's possible that actually after the draft, there's going to be a, a slight tightening of the Addison flowers tier and the JSN who's in a tier by himself, clear and obvious way out ahead is there might be some tightening because of landing spot. It's possible. It's possible. Matt, there's a couple of running backs that you've been high on for months. Uh, that we've, and we've discussed a couple of guys who could leapfrog Gibbs. Why don't you talk about a couple of these running backs you're very much into uh, in this draft class? Yeah, I love this running back class. It's a great running back class. I mean, I I was talking to, to Rich Rebar on the show, as I mentioned, and, and he said that when he was breaking down Israel Benakenda, that he thought of me because he remembered Tevin Coleman. I had a whole Tevin Coleman rant, which sort of helped to launch my podcast. And this guy is very much Tevin Coleman. He can't break a tackle, right? But what he can do is is he can take whatever runway is afforded to him and, and optimize the runway, which was Tevin Coleman at Indiana, right? If there was runway, he was gone. If there was nothing, he got nothing. That's a Banacanda. But a Banacanda is potentially, I think, even more explosive than Tevin Coleman. And it's easy to forget because we have Tevin Coleman in a Jets jersey, even Tevin Coleman in a in a 49ers jersey. Tevin Coleman in a in a in a Falcons jersey was electric. Tevin Coleman it was you were always just hoping that maybe somehow they would feed him that week. Whenever he was whenever he was on Atlanta. So I think I think at is very exciting to have a like a young Tevin Coleman uh outcome. That would be very cool. Uh, Kendra Miller's exciting. Roshan's now getting some some steam. The the I think that the the big fake out is Bijan to Dallas when it's actually going to be Roshan to Dallas. Oh. Roshan to Dallas makes so much sense it hurts. It it nothing makes more sense in this entire draft than the Dallas Cowboys with the 59th pick in the NFL draft select Roshan Johnson. Running back, Texas. I mean, record that. Re- it's, record it's, that. It's right there for him. It makes perfect sense. It's right there. They love him. We know. We've talked to the. We know people with the Cowboys. We talked to them at the Senior Bowl. That's why we go to the Combine and all these things. We know these guys. They love Roshan in Dallas. Trust me. It, it, it makes so much sense. It's the old Texas Longhorn switcheroo by the Dallas Cowboys. It's a they sit switcheroo, back. Switcheroo, bro. It's the switcheroo of all the switcheroos. I know what they're doing. I know this is such a Jerry move. This is perfect. It's exactly what you want. You have a touchdown-rich environment. It doesn't necessarily hurt Pollard much. It's just so perfect. Dan and JD, do you guys have a flag plant running back 
that's going to go in the first or second round of, of rookie drafts, or maybe even a little later, somebody you really are into that you want to get a ton of right now? Go ahead, JD. Take the, take the first shot here. Um, I mean, I kind of I kind of like you know you talk about the depth at the running back position. There's about like four or five guys that have good size that are that are you know close to that six foot and a bit over, and and clearly over the two hundred mark, right? You've got we talk about Kendry Miller. You talked about Roshan. We've got Abanekanda, uh, Charbonnet. Obviously, a little in a, maybe in a higher tier than those guys. But yeah, Charbonnet's again, up there. Yeah. Depending on where these guys land, these guys all have like that, you know, big play burst. You've got the three down uh, possibilities and you see like a reception evolution with a lot of these guys, meaning every year of their college year, they've taken on more target share and more receptions. So guys like Tank Bigby, Kendra, Kendra Miller, Sean Tucker even, which I know is polarizing, but 4.44, uh, 40, 106 speed score, 95th percentile. Uh, yeah. He seems really durable. So that's a guy, again, in this range where we talk about the depth of the position. If you can get these guys like in the second round, going into the third round of your drafts uh, and just build depth at a position that we talk about on this channel often that you want depth at, at the running back position, this is definitely the draft that, and, and those are just some of the names. I know, I know Theo, you've got a guy that you're going to talk about that you really like. I purposely didn't take him. Well, I, I have think- a question for Dan. I have a question for Dan. Dan, do you go, you go in Charbonnet over, uh, over Gibbs? I, I mean, potentially, definitely, yes. Uh, this this is something I've said before on the podcast that I, I think could definitely happen. Uh, you know, the way I look at it right now is this is a, a little bit of a sharpshooter draft. Uh, you know, you've, you've got, you got Bijan, you got JSN at the top, and then after that, it's it's going to be a sharpshooter draft. And the thing is, the, the NFL draft landing spots are going to give you the scope for your rifle. So you can figure out where you need to be shooting those shots, right? And so that's why I'm not getting too deep in the weeds on, you know, who am I going to take at the 105? Who am I going to take at the 108? I don't know. I have no idea. What I know is I'm going to let the NFL tell me a little bit more about these prospects. And then I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, I'm going to take what I know already. And then I'm going to add what the NFL has told me. And now I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I think that Dan has the correct approach. And Matt and I have talked about that one-two turn sweet spot is going to end up being a running back zone for us in our rookie drafts. And I think that there's a few guys that are going to come from that, like, let's call it like the 108 to the 204. It's okay for you to push a running back up that you like into that zone. Uh, And it's okay for you to kind of trade back at, at times and try to double down on these guys. I think that you can we talked about it with scott last week dan you could take gibbs and you could trade down and you could pivot and you could end up with like a roshan and an a chain or a roshan and a spears and have two shots at this at this uh running back group which is a very very exciting group i think a few years from now we're going to look back at this group of running backs and we're going to see Bijan robinson who i believe will be at some point the 101 in redraft at some point in his career I think that the, the the train is leaving the station. I think he's headed to that level of player. I think we're going to have a couple other guys who have a few, you know, RB1 seasons here or there. And we're going to have a lot of RB2 types out of this class and of really beneficial guys to our dynasty teams and our redraft teams. And I want to give a shout out to Cody Carpenter, who spearheaded our tremendous rookie guide at, at Player Profiler that you can purchase right now. Highly recommend it. But a couple guys that he's got me on right now, 
I'm getting more and more into Evan Hole. Matt and I discussed him this week. I know, Dan, I know you like him as well. That's the kind of guy that we can get in the third round of rookie drafts. I think he's very, very interesting. Um, and I don't think he's a guy that's going to sneak into the second round. I think he'll be right there at like that 2-3 turn. And then to go deeper, uh, Matt, I'm getting more and more into oh, to Aiden, I know, Aiden I know, Borgay. I know, yeah, Borgay. Yeah, Borgay is going to be the guy. You get down to the – This year's Julius Chestnut. And, and, and I think what's interesting is – like if you go into, um, I don't want to spoil it because we want you to purchase it and it's worth your money and worth your time. Go and look at some of the comparisons that we have in the rookie guide for for Borgette. It's it's very impressive. The guy had 35 reps on the bench press. That's a an incredible number for a running back. That's an incredible uh, number for pretty much any. Position. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you just stop here and and give give a bit more info on the draft kick? We kind of slid over that in the beginning, but we did definitely want to bring attention to it. That's a big part of our process going into this off season. It's a big tool that the player profiler team offers. Why don't you give the details on what's coming up with it? So we have right now the rookie guide available, which is just tremendous. Um, I'll pass it over to Matt, and Matt can talk about that a little bit. And then we have our our draft kit coming out you know very shortly we have the skinny draft kit coming out uh we're putting a lot of work into it everyone from the goat district is doing a cameo selection player wise so you get to see jd's flag plant player dan's flag plant player andrew schellenberg will come out of the woodwork and drop his <laughs> flag plant player and and spoiler alert it's brandon Ayuk for andrew who's not <laughs> andrew so it, that's going to be tremendous that's something you can you can get um shortly from us but right now go and purchase the rookie guide it is as good a rookie guide as available, you know, across any platform right now. It is so in depth. Matt, maybe kind of share your thoughts on on how great it is. It's over a hundred players. Uh, Cody breaks down fifteen quarterbacks, twenty five tight ends, just to put it in context. Twenty five tight ends in this class. You need to. That's how this is. This this is a incredible tight end class. I've heard other classes. I, I remember so many times I've gone on my podcast, been like. I heard this is a good tight end class, and I'm like, oh, again, no, this is act. This this is real. This this is a real class. Uh, and Cody just he, he has stylistic comps. He has the analytical comps, and and he really breaks it down. He watches film on all these guys. He goes to the combine. He understands how the NFL scouting industrial complex feels about these players, and uh, he he gives them grades, but also fantasy rankings. And then on the site, we have a new NFL draft section, which is really Cody's section. And he has a grade on that player for their position. So one of the highest graded players is Bijan Robinson, but he's not in the top 10 on the big board because you don't draft a running back in the top 10. When you, if you can get a tackle, if you can get an elite edge rusher, you don't do that in the NFL. That doesn't make sense. So, it's it's just a very his, his he's been proven right over and over and over again just just in this class just in how guys are moving in the mock draft world he's been weeks ahead his mock drafts are all up there too and he's been weeks ahead on a bunch of these guys I mean you know who's number one on his big board can you guess and this guy's now starting to get talk about being number one on big boards but he's had him number one for as long as I can remember Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is a superstar, right? And, uh, and the interesting thing is it's all defensive players, like the top three, and then Paris Johnson. Like, 
if Cody were a GM, he would be killing it. He would be Brad Holmes, right? I mean, he, he gets positional value and that there's going to be some, you know, some of these quarterbacks are going to get steamed up. But I think in Superflex, you're going to want 2024 picks. I know that we said that last year, right? And I think it's still true. I think last year, it, a lot of the value of, of the Superflex picks were based around Young and Stroud. And they're going to go one, two, probably. And the Superflex picks are a lot better. It's really those that are outside the top two in single quarterback that are really struggling right now with if they have a lot if they have multiple first round picks it's 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 not a good scene at least this quarterback class is saving the super flexors right where you it they're 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 also because of levis and uh, and in particular anthony richardson they're offsetting and displacing some of these players so you can actually get really good players at pick five six seven and super flex which is this these handful of quarterbacks, they're saving the draft class, but they're still not as good as the quarterbacks that are coming out in the next draft class. They're just not because they don't have the size. They don't have the, the same ability. The guy that I love in this class and the guy that I think is a de- it's a debate. I know that Theo says it's not a debate. I, I insist it is a debate in Superflex between Stroud and, and Bijan. I still think it's going to be Stroud, even though I know the betting markets have shifted big time. Ananduri who has spent time in NFL front offices and with sports books. He believes that there is, there is a, a risk management mechanics that are going on with the way the lines are set that makes it appear to the public that there's inside information that there's not. And that actually nobody knows if it's going to be and, and the, the a lot of these betting markets, they're just trying to shift these guys around to balance out the pot because nobody knows if it's going to be younger. Of course, remember at this time a couple of years ago, the 49ers, and this is from 49ers' own sources, they were trading up to three to get Mac Jones. And at this time, two years ago, the pick was Mac Jones at three. And it was at the it was at the eleventh hour that Kyle Shanahan convinced himself to go Trey Lance. So anyone that thinks they know what the pick is is wrong. That they don't know. You don't know who it's going to be. It could be Stroud. It could be Young. Either of those guys have great value in Superflex, but the guy with the upside, the hidden upside, is Stroud. Stroud could be a Russian quarterback, a sort of a a under under the radar Konami, at least a, a tactical scrambler. And with that level of accuracy, and he's not he's not Teddy Bridgewater. He has superior arm strength to Teddy Bridgewater. He has the incredible accuracy. He has the incredible college resume. I think that he this guy has top five fantasy quarterback in his range of outcomes in the NFL. I think there's real upside with Stroud, and it's a lot more tangible than the upside that you have that's a little more fleeting and a little more uh, of a projection with Richardson. Um, but I think it's a conversation. I don't think in Superflex it's an absolute slam dunk Bijan. Matt, you, so if that's your top three in Superflex, the top four, Bryce Young or Jackson Smith and Jigba? 
well that's the big debate right that's that to me is the debate to me it depends on your situation like if if you're if you're uh, if you're a risk risk taking person and you really want to swing i say fuck it anthony richardson if you want go ahead i'm i'm not i'm not against it this guy was actually uh you know pretty well managed uh, in the pocket it's just that he his 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 accuracy rating wasn't as good it's so hard to find uh, reliable talent in super flex leagues at the quarterback position. If you have the opportunity to get a quarterback and his floor is as high as CJ Stroud's floor, it's hard to say no. Like I'm in that situation in some leagues and it's a real debate. It's not, it's not fake. It's a real debate. And so I'm probably going to go Stroud and I might even go Stroud over Bijan. Right. But, it's not it's not easy those three guys to me are the clear top three in super flex and then the question is okay jackson smith and jigba or bryce young i'm probably going jackson smith and jigba because the, the bryce young the height thing you have to go back to drew Brees to find a guy that height uh and we've had plenty of guys. Maybe if if Manzel or Baker, if one of these guys had worked out recently, maybe I would have a different opinion. It just feels like such a long time. We're now looking at like twenty three years since Breeze came out. Was that when was it? Was it two thousand one? No, maybe it was a little. Early. Maybe it was. A, I don't know. Is he the same age as Brady? Something. No, like that. I think he was like a couple of years. Wouldn't he like two thousand three or something like that? I don't remember. It's been at least it's 20 been a long years. Time. Let's call yeah. it 20 years, Dan. 20 years. Easy. I mean, let's call it 20 years. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So it's, al- it's almost like Kenny Pickett's hands got us ready for the size issue in this year's class. In all, yeah, in all, in a lot I of the positions. I can't do it. And then there's also a conversation between, you know, I think Richardson and Jackson Smith and Jig, but I think there's a bunch of different roster constructions. If you feel good about your quarterback situation or you're like me and you're more conservative, probably going to go Jackson Smith and Jig, but even over Anthony Richardson, though the Anthony Richardson ceiling is very enticing. And, and the reason why is in Superflex, when you see what hurts and 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 Allen are in Superflex where their values are that stratosphere. It's so incredible that I would never, I would never argue with anyone chasing that rainbow. Never, I would never do it. It's just that with me, I'm just, I I think that you're getting seventy five percent of that upside with Stroud and in a way higher floor. Dan, you're top four right now in Superflex. <laughs> Man. Um, not Gibbs, <laughs> not Gibbs. Yeah, no, I, I want to go back to a couple things that, that Matt was talking about. First off, uh, you know, one of the things I think Matt has done very, very well, uh, especially over the last few years is, is bringing in the right people and Cody Carpenter is one of those people. I mean, what a fantastic guy. He is so, he, he, he loves his job and he's super good at it. And that's what you want to see. I mean, you know, when it, when I'm out there looking for, you know, who are the who are the brightest minds in fantasy, you know, this is one of the guys that I'm looking at is is Cody, uh, you know, Josh Larkey that you had with you last year, 
you know, absolutely fantastic mind, you know, and it, it, it sucks to lose people, Matt. I mean, and I know it does, but that's also a sign that you're, you're hiring the right people. When you, when you hire somebody like that and they move on to something even better, that's great. But I mean, you know, you, you've got, you got Cody, you've got Theo, you've got Billy, you've got some great, great talent. And that's what makes, you know, player profiler, you know, the, the number one up and coming site. In oh, my thanks, opinion. man. So anyway, that out of the way, um, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, my top four. I got to say Bijan. I got to say, um, oh, yeah, I, 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 I got to go with you on uh, on CJ Stroud. I think there he's probably go. number two. I'd put Anthony Richardson at number three. But Stroud, I mean, I, I think you can kind of in a way comp him to Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's just got enough of that rushing. You know, Aaron Rodgers was never a running quarterback, but he could run when he needed to. And he's got that insane accuracy. I mean, if if, if Stroud, you know, that obviously that's a, you know, top 10% outcome for Stroud. Top 5% maybe. Yeah, he could also be Mariota. We know that. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, that's what you want to reach for. And then Richardson, I think he's got to be in that top four. And then JSN, I think he's he, he's the other one in the top four. Right there. All right. Hey, you guys are going to have to beat Dan and I are in lockstep. Oh, man. Theo's in trouble. <laughs> JD, I don't know what you got, but you got you to come but, hard. But, guys, let's face it. That's what makes this fun, right? This year it will be fun because you can kind of maneuver your drafts. If, if you're not committed to one guy or you necessarily have a specific situation like we're talking about, and I think a lot of that will depend on these first four picks, is what situation you're in. You're playing in high-stakes leagues, you know, paying five, seven, fifty. 1250 into a league you know do you have the capacity to wait for anthony richards to hit in your super flex team in your triflex team do you have the do you have the team ready for a Bijan robinson yeah he's valuable and he'll have value and yeah you draft him maybe you can trade him but you never draft a trade that's one thing i've learned you never draft a trade maybe that's in part of your plans but to me a lot of this has to do with a which premium league are you in? Is it tight end premium? Is it super flex? For me, from day one, super flex, CJ Stroud has been my 101. The accuracy, the calmness, uh, you know, I think of maybe it's an extreme, but like a Joe Burrow is like a really good outcome for him, clearly. But mm-hmm. if that is an out, is that a, if that's a possible outcome in a super flex league, give me CJ Stroud, give me Bijan number two. And then I'm sorry, but you have to go with the quarterbacks as much as I love jsn love 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 jsn and i'm gonna get him in a triflex with the picks that i have you got to go in my opinion with bryce young and anthony richardson and again when you're choosing between those two what position are you in are you looking for a qb2 or qb3 are you looking do you have your top two or three qbs and now you're just looking for upside that's right that's right yeah that's a great point i also want one more point i think is very important that i've heard from some people i think is important to note if you are not competing this year, I if, I would be reticent to go with Bijan. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that the the, I mean, the greatest example was was Saquon Barkley. Okay, imagine you're a rebuilding team, and you're like, I'm not going to compete this year. Remember the Saquon Barkley draft was was deep. That's another deep one, right? 
was that 2017 nick chubb oh my god it was so many there's so many players there was a bunch of busts i mean there were some landmines right you had to get your scope out like dan was saying like you had to avoid like ronald jones oh <laughs> so, thankfully we did uh what a what a catastrophe carry on johnson Oh, carry on. Oh Johnson. man. Oh wow. That one hurts, Dan. That he one looked hurts. he looked sexy on your roster, though. You gotta yeah. admit. The fortunate thing with with the guy like Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle actually retained some value for a while. You could flip him and still get out alive. With, with Jones and, and Carry on, you were dead. Yes. But uh, oh my god. But there was some great. Oh my god, Darius guys. Oh yeah. Anyway, it was still a good class. I b- believe me, it was still a good class. Rashad Benny. Oh no. Sony Michelle. I know it was, but this, it was. This, it was. this is, this is what happens to the running backs, though. I mean, this is on paper. This, this, this is a red class. flag on this draft class when you've got a a, a a class that's relying on the running backs. This is this is why you should be treading cautiously because running backs just there's so many different ways that they can fail. You know, you you got to get the right guy in the right situation, and you know, if if all that happens, it's great. But yeah, there's. There's a lot of ways for running backs to just absolutely self-immolate. They could self-destruct button very quickly. Yep. That's exactly right. But if you drafted Saquon and you were rebuilding, that was a catas- that was a catastrophic error. Because here's what happened, right? He had his career year in the one year that you weren't going to be competitive. And then he was so good that year that it actually hurt your ability to get a high draft pick the next year. Mm-hmm. So it was a double whammy in terms you cannot do this. If there's any way that you can trade out of that Bijan if you're rebuilding and get a twenty get a 2024 first, get some young players, a young receiver you can build around, that's the move, right? Like Theo, what are we talking about? We're talking about like a like a, a Devontae Smith and Amon Ross St. Brown, a 2024 first. Yeah, try that, to do something like that if you're rebuilding, because if you waste his rookie year, that's a big waste considering they have like three great years before their AJ picks. And just for FFPC listeners, which we have a ton of them, you could turn Bijan Robinson into Jackson Smith and Jigba. You could go down to the 102 and pick up a 2024 first from yeah. a ton of FFPC managers. That's and probably move. get a and get a second on top. That's the move. And end up with Michael Mayer or one of yep. these tight ends you love for FFPC. Uh, okay. You could turn and, it all into it. If you're rebuilding, the, you have to try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the worst thing that Barkley did for you. Let's say you were a rebuilding team. You drafted him in your first year. You know, okay, I'm going to rebuild. And you drafted Saquon, and you know he has that season in his rookie year, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so. Oh dumb. my god, I'm I all have, in. Yes, I've struck gold. And you know what? There's no way in hell you were going to trade him away. No way in hell you're trading him away. Oh. And then what happens? Right when you're ready to start competing, you're like, oh, I got my RB1. This guy's going to be the guy forever. And he absolutely shafts you. You know what it's like? Hold on, Theo. Just one sec. You know what it's like? It's like in the NFL with quarterbacks. It's running backs in fantasy in dynasty are like quarterbacks in a real NFL in that they're really the antenna you want to bring at the final piece of construction to put on top of the tower. Once you've got your base, 
then you can add your running backs at the end. Uh, Otherwise, they're then, scoring you points you don't need, and they're bringing exactly, you to that middle yes. gap. That exactly. You just Where don't with the NFL, you want to get your you want to get your left tackle. You want to do what the Lions are doing. You want to get Sewell. Like you want to build the base, right? I'm on Ross St. Brown. You want to get that get that together once the team is ready, and you want that to start the clock on that four to five year window of a quarterback on his rookie deal. Then you say, engage. Right, it's the Voltron, Start the, clock. the Voltron, Matt. You bring right. in the final so piece you, on the Voltron. So if you're a couple of years too early stocking up on running backs, you're only going to hurt yourself, and you're going to basically it's going to probably going to be a big false start for your team. Matt, we have a lot of FFPC listeners. I want to go around the horn here. Give me two tight ends that you're excited about in this draft class. Um, certainly, I, I bet I could guess your tight end one, but it's hard to, to pick people's tight end twos. So. Why don't you go ahead and tell us two guys you're really excited about from this tight end spot? I have to admit that I'm not a tight end drafter. Even in, I'm I'm just not a big tight end guy. Why we love you, Matt. This is why yes. we love you. Begrudgingly, a tight end drafter this year. I know, I, I know, because we're we 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 love the FFPC, man. I love tight end premium. We have new tight end premium rankings on Player Profiler that Theo and and Billy are, have put together with Dario. And they're for the FFPC specifically. I love the FFPC. My guy is Luke Musgrave. Okay. And I love the fact that he wasn't that productive. Right. So he's got that sort of Dawson Knox dominator rating. But he's the real thing. He's 6'6". He's 255. Where you have a lot of move tight ends, and these move tight ends, they, man, they do inspire fantasy gamers. They love talking about how these guys would be great in the slot. Oh, they will talk and talk and talk about how these guys are so good in the slot. Musgrave is going to be a full-time starter in a real way. He's a two-way tight end, a proper two-way tight end. He has the athletic profile with the size that we're looking for. He was the third best size adjusted athlete in this class and one of the top all time. I mean, at the, at, at the position he's 15th all time. I mean, this is a very athletic tight end class, right? So we have, we have three of the top 15 most athletic tight ends all time are in this draft class. Musgrave happens to be one of them. College production is not necessarily predictive of NFL production. There's a bunch of reasons why, including like, oh, I don't know, only playing two games that we have no idea what this. But in those two games, you know, he had 170 yards in two games. It's not like he's at a small school. It wasn't like a Dallas Goddard situation. The guy was at Oregon State. So, I mean, this is this is what you want. This is where you get hidden value where the guys had. What is it? 22 games in his college career. Super unlucky with injuries. That's 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 the move right there. That's my guy. Where do you want him, Matt? Well, I mean, I I actually, like I said, I rarely draft tight ends, but the, he, this is the guy I was thinking in the third round. We had way back at the beginning of the show, I was like, the third round's very interesting, and I was thinking of Trey Palmer. I was thinking of Luke Musgrave. Those are just two of the guys that came to mind, and, and then there's also the running back from Louisville. Have you, have you seen this guy? That's another Cody Carpenter favorite. Maybe mm. talk a little about T, about Tion Evans, Matt. Yeah, Tion Evans is interesting too. This is another third, fourth round guy, where it's like, wait a second, this guy's twenty one. This guy's two hundred and twenty five pounds. This guy has a, like a ninetieth percentile speed score. 
where the hell did this guy come from? So it's it's he's he's cool. Like he's a cool player. I'm I'm uh, in and Cody says he loves his work ethic and loves like his whole his whole vibe. So uh, that's that's very he's he's very interesting. So Evans that, might he came out of nowhere. Yeah, he might creep in. Like Cody's been so ahead on guys like Mingo, Roshan, and Tion Evans. Tion Evans, there's a little bit of steam that he might creep into the third round of the NFL draft. What? But he's he might creep up from like the. Does he do this? I I'm not trying Dan to Dan JD. Does Tion. he do this to you? He does he always have thirty three running backs going in every round? <laughs> the hype, the hype, the hype train, Matt. The, the, the historic, the historical hype train in the goat district. The only player I've stand hard for has been Pat Fryermuth in this yes. on this podcast. That's my stand oh, guy for Pat, the years. Oh, that's a good player. That's, that's, that was definitely that 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 is church right there. No we have a ton of ton, we have a ton of Muth. We we really uh we really hit that one really hard, but. I love your call of Musgrave. I think that's exactly the kind of profile mm. you want to hit in the third round. Yes. I'll go with one of my guys uh, on player profiler. We have uh, picked our like our guys for the season, and I've flag planted Dalton Kincaid. I think that Michael Mayer is the is the tight end one in this class, but I think he's going to cost you an awful lot. I think Kincaid is insulated value wise, where he's going to be able to get him a little bit later than than Michael Mayer. And I think when it comes to fantasy, I think Kincaid like. Matt's talking about us guys talking about move tight ends and getting excited about it. This is my move tight end that I'm really, really excited about. We got the clean bill of health for, for Kincaid. Yes. We had some health concerns. That was huge for him. You're talking about a guy who went from University of San Diego, transferred up to the Pac-12, had 70 receptions at Utah, and he's got tremendous body control. He catches everything. This is Firemuth 2.0. This is a big one. This was this, So Kincaid is the guy that I think has potentially the best fantasy outcome of any tight end in this class. Mayer is going to be a guy who's on the field a ton. Mayer's a tremendous blocker. He's a clean tight end prospect. I don't know if top five tight end seasons is in Mayer's future, but I think he'll be a useful player. Kincaid's the guy. Kincaid could be, you know, multiple top five tight end finishes in his career. I'm very, very excited about him. How, how do you feel about it? Uh, Mel Kuyper sending him to uh, Green Bay, Theo? I still, there's, we've talked about this, like, Kincaid, Washington, and Green Bay, those are two spots to really watch for him. And then we talked about the, the Chargers. Those three spots are, are in play. Oh, and, Jesus and, Christ. You Chargers, know, might, good one. Chargers might take a tight end. I think they'll probably go wide receiver like you do. But I think that, you know, Kincaid, he might be the first tight end drafted. But I still think that Mayer, as long as he goes in the first round, there's been such hype behind him, um, you know, for, for a few years now. Um, you know, he's got the people have like a little bit of Debbie take lock. Like, I think Mayer's a very good player. Dan's compared him to Hunter Henry. And I think that that's like a, a positive comparison. But like the the extreme outcomes not there for him. I think <laughs> Unless your name Kincaid. is Andrew. <laughs> Unless your name is Andrew. And then you can, that's his least. Yeah, that, 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 yeah no, that, that was the double edged sword I was looking for right there. One that would would cut Andrew deep as well as uh, kind of out, out, outline what the, the positive scenario was for um uh, for mayor but you know he's he's the guy who's he's not going to hit you the three run home run he's the guy who's going to advance the runner i mean you know if you're looking for a tight end you got to have a guy who's going to be productive you know pr reasonably productive in his first year and probably do pretty well for you you know through his career 
but never really excite you, that's that's going to be Mayer. Me, I'm looking for whoever out of like Kincaid, Washington, Musgrave, Laporta, uh, Tucker Craft, you know, whichever one of them drops, that's the guy that I want. You know, I'm I'm not going to worry about all the other stuff because tight end is it's it's such a crapshoot. It's so hard to you know find that guy who's going to be you know the George Kittle or the the Mark Andrews or whatever. Uh, you want yeah, the, that the the top eight tight ends in this class are as good as I've ever seen. Right, exactly. So you just you know whoever drops Woo! you take them. You know, and, and a lot of times you know in dynasty you know if you if you've got that roster it's just trash. You can sit there and you can fill it with tight ends. You can fill it with whatever you want to. That's fine. But if you're if if you've got a roster where you go, you know, I've really only got two or three guys that are probably going to make it into next year with me, then I'm, you know, I don't want to spend it on a a, a Mo- Michael Meyer. You know, I would rather spend it on a Sam Laporta or a Tucker Craft or somebody like that right. who's going to cost me less. And if he makes the cut, he makes the cut. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, and it's fine. Dan knows things, man. He gets it. Tucker Craft is also a Cody Carpenter guy and a friend of the GOAT district, John Law. Both of those guys have comped him to Dallas Goddard. Just shows the depth of this tight end class that, you know, Kraft is not pretty much in anybody's top three right now. And we're getting Dallas Goddard comparisons. Yeah, Dallas Gibson, Goddard was the last time I drafted a tight end in a rookie draft. See, you, you, ran, you, ran, you ran pure on Dallas Goddard for years, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's big, big time, big time Dallas Goddard love in the in player profiler. You should just yeah, retire I, I, from like, drafting have, tight ends. Just, I'm not locked into any like, hey man, if you're if you're gonna have an awesome tight end class and the other classes are gonna be a little squirrely. Then I'm going to be drafting tight ends. Like I'm not like this is not like a doctrine that I have. It's just it, it's usually what's in front of me. I'm just going to take what's in front of me. Yes, you know. JD, like, I remember like a couple of years ago, I was like Kenny Gainwell in the third round. Like who are you taking in the third round? Right? Like typical. That's the question. Like it's probably not a tight end. It's usually a guy like that that I'm that I'm gonna that I'm gonna be pushing the button on. Uh, I remember. That I made, I've made mistakes, right? I remember uh, taking uh, Nico Collins over Khalil Herbert. And that was a mistake, and I was remember, I remember it was between those two, and fucking Rich Rebar took Herbert right after I took Nico, and I was like, you know what? God damn it, Khalil, the real deal. I knew Herbert. it. I knew it. Be- just because I, I just you just it's a numbers game with running backs. Usually, you just if you. I like to have multiple third rounders, multiple second rounders, and then like maybe three out of the four running backs. I'm going to hit on one. That's the math. JD loves right? to, anytime a guest talks about Khalil Herbert. JD Just gets loves. really excited. That's I get really guy. excited. Love well, Herbert, Her- Herbert's got to dodge the, the 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 running backs in this class. That's all he's got left. That's why he's the right. Real so deal. it's like so. What we got? We got Theo. Theo's got uh, his. his he, Theo's got the Atlanta. And JD's got Chicago that he's paying very close attention to. So we got Algier and we got Herbert. The probability that one of those guys doesn't see a first, second, or third round running back drafted by their team, I, guys, I think it's like 50%. Mm-hmm. I think one of you is going to be very happy. It's It'll be interesting. I do think that that's the, uh, that's the donkey move is I think Atlanta goes for Bijan. And they take Bijan in the top ten right there. Talk about a team the, not ready, not ready. Tight end, tight end, wide receiver, running back, and 
you you get Bijan Robinson literally running to the ground and, and my Can guy, I tell Tyler you how Alger happy I am? Every time I think forward and project ahead what the draft is gonna be like when we're live doing the draft show, when that happens and I lose my fucking mind, <laughs> I it makes me so happy. It's gonna happen. It happens yeah. every year, but it's I'm so excited for that to happen. I'm going to I'm going to lose it at least mm-hmm. once or twice. I remember when uh, I think it was when New Orleans traded <laughs> their their 2023 first to just to move up to get Olave, and I was like, given their team situation. It was one of the dumbest good picks of all time. I mean, find me a better dumb good pick because Olave was great. We loved Olave, but for them there, it was such a bad trade. Horrific. And I, I, was, I was just tilting. I was like, I can't believe a team would be this dumb because then it, it makes me doubt myself. I'm like, what am I missing? Like, how do every, I? Is there year. something I'm I'm missing with this? Because this is one of the dumbest things ever. What's what's wrong with my thinking that I'm like? It makes me self doubt. Sometimes they're so dumb it makes me doubt myself. You, you could never put it past them, Matt. It's every yeah. year you, we get these stupid crazy. picks. Every year you you start assuming rational decision making by front offices and. You lead yourself down a a, a path of major D- hurt. disappointment. Yes, pure disappointment. JD, we're we're at a buck fifteen. Flag plan a tight end for us. Get, you guys know I don't draft them. Uh, my team with Kelsey Kittle and Waller. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Matt talks a about adding, a, adding the last, Adam uh, talk about adding that last piece to Voltron. To me, in tight end premium, I'll go out and get the studs that are proven. I'm not going to wait around with these guys on my bench, especially with shallow benches like the FFPC. He's not even going to answer. Having question. said that, having said that, I will take a swing for the fences, a home run. I'm trying to hit with Darnell Washington. If I'm going to take one and sit on him, this guy's a beast. Two sixty four, six seven, runs a four six four. My phone's going off. That's how crazy this guy is. I mean, the upside this guy offers, you don't necessarily have the production that you're looking for, but if this guy ends up in the right place, uh, I, I know um, uh, Kuiper's got him going to, uh, I think it was New Orleans at, at 40. Not that that's exciting, but at least Troutman's you know, dreams are, are crushed. I like the upside that Darnell Washington, we know that the tight end position takes time to learn. We see these guys take time to build. Why not put your chip on you know, 40 to 1 or whatever the odds are with him? Another very exciting, you know, potentially third round guy for us in rookie drafts, Matt. This was awesome tonight. This we you gave us you know a, an hour and fifteen of your time. Why don't you tell us where where everybody can find you and what you've got coming up at uh, Fantasy underscore Mansion on Twitter. Player profilers the website, and we've seen it on the show, which was really cool. And we've got live shows coming up at the draft. So we've got the we've got the 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 Airbnb is secured. I have just recently booked the fifteen man shuttle. I've got the shuttle bus. I'm renting a bus, uh, which was really it's like a Chevy fifteen person passenger van. Yeah, it, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I so I I have a I I mean I have a deep water operator license for boating. I don't have like a I don't have I don't think you need. A special license to drive a 15 person passenger van 
You're safe so at 15. Safe I'm yeah, a very yeah. good driver. I'm a very good driver. I, I grew up on a farm. I can back a, a hay trailer into a barn, <laughs> so I can probably drive this van just fine. In, 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 insert short bus joke here. <laughs> so I am very um, um, the, the, all the pieces are in place for Kansas City. We're going to have some barbecue. We're going nice. to go to like uh, some we're going to go get a big brisket and we're going to, you know, we're going to we're feeding like, you know, 15 guys. We got content all over the place. We got five credentials for the draft interviews uh, that we're going to be doing. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, so just uh, and. You can start to see the GOAT District. Go to YouTube and type in Player Profiler. That's the move. Yes. Exactly. Right? That, that is the move, right? And, and, and that's where you're going to find us uh, with, with guys like Theo. I mean, when do you turn on YouTube and not see Theo these days, which is awesome. Uh, like Dan said, we love how he's been intertwined. And now we've partnered up. This is going to be fun, guys. We're really excited. Guys, go check out Player Profiler. Go check out the draft kit. A, if you don't have the all-in package right now on, on Player Profiler, you're definitely missing out. Kind of like last week's episode on our channel, your league mates have seen it. It's the same thing with the draft kit. You can guarantee they're using it. You can guarantee they've got it as a tool. You want to be the Ferrari in your league, the Porsche. You don't want to be the Hyundai. And that's what these things, these tools are helping you do. And JD, it, if you want, we'll give a, we'll give a little, little tidbit for the, for the listeners do it. tonight. Do it. If you use the code word Theo... We're going to take $10 off of the all-in package. There, guys, I mean, how, how much more do you want right there? Get 10% off. I mean, if my math is right, that's, that's a, a, a slick 20 bucks right there that Theo and that slick hairdo is giving you. Exponential growth with that, with the money you put into it for the all-in package, guys, because we're bringing sharp content all year. It's going to be a huge year for the GOAT district. It's going to be a huge year for Player Profiler. Uh, tomorrow, please tune in. First Class Fantasy, I'm back on with Billy Muzio at a special time, 2.30. Uh, we have Mike Leone of Establish the Run. And then, J.D., we have a fun one tomorrow night as well with Sam Sherman of Ship Chasing and ADP Chasing, also oh, yeah. a contributor to the world-famous draft kit this offseason. We're going to be talking a little best ball tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be balling. And uh, hopefully you guys are balling right now and you enjoyed this show. We enjoyed you joining us. Matt, always appreciate you. Guys, we'll check you all. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up GOAT District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. Fun one beauty. tonight, fellas. That yeah, was that good. That was a beauty. That was fun. Thanks, Appreciate fellas. You, man. That was great.
Dan, your top four in Superflex. Couldn't be better. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Yeah. You and I were, were right in lockstep on that one. That was perfect. That was so cool. I was like, I, I don't want it to be chalk. I was like, though. what is he going to say? I, I don't want the top four to be chalk. I mean, how boring is that going to be? I know. Be? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was it's, happy. It's not, Dan knows things. So I was very not, happy to hear that. It's not, it's, you know, it's, I, I agreed. I thought, I don't think it's going to be chalk, but I think that was, it's a great conversation of JSN. If your team can support it, JSN yeah. is, Bryce, is gonna... people are going to have Bryce Young higher, so we'll we'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I got an interesting one really quick for you guys because you guys all play Triflex. I've got the five and the six in the Triflex and the nine, and I'm QB needy, so I can go like you know uh, Gibbs with JSN. I can go JSN with Addison. I can go Levy. It, it's like such a tricky spot when your needs but, you're just not contending. That's basically what, I, I'm not content. What 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 about like? Grabbing a, a Kirk Cousins or something like that, you know, just trade the yeah. pick. Pivot it out. Pivot it you out. Pivot out. Pivot That's, out from one of the early ones. With the, yeah, the I, I, I think that might be the you know try to try to pivot out that 108. You see what you can do with that first, and then yeah. I've been it out trying to move there. that 109, man. People don't want it. People don't want that <laughs> yeah. 109 right now. A 109, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a hot yeah. potato. It, it, you get the it, short short term bump. Short term bump, JD. After the draft, people want the 109 more. It's just human nature. True. Well, yeah. something's going to happen. Model boost yeah. couple guys. 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But, but if not, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, basically with 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 picks like that, there's two ways you can go. You can either pivot out or you can, you know, if you if you think you can be a sniper, be a sniper. But other than that, you know, I'd just trade down from like the 109 and try to get the like 202 and 206 or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Get a just, couple bullets. Just get a get a couple shots rather than one. You can do it. All right, boys. See you. Have a good night. Take care. You're awesome. All right. Thanks, man. That was fun. That was really good, guys. I think that.